Welcome to the Sunrise Podcast with Dr. M.M. Amakaro. We hope you enjoy it. Psalm 3 Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hills. I laid down and slept. I awoke, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. 7. Arise, O Lord. Save me, O my God. For you have struck all my enemies on the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. Amen. Of course, this is a psalm of David. Nobody believed. Nobody dared to even consider that a young boy who was persecuted and haunted by the king had marshaled the entire army. This is the commander of the force of Israel, the army of Israel, Saul, who set out to destroy David out of jealousy. Who set out to think that the anointing upon David could diminish, could be frustrated. Who declared that indeed he himself made himself God. So he would stop God from making another king according to his heart. So with the army marshaled against David, and with the arrogance of Saul and everything that was against David, the skill of the army, the weaponry of the army, the tactics of the general, and of course, all the spies marshaled to trail him, to monitor. And then the reporters except heaven was with David. There's no way David would have escaped. And so when the people used their eyes and used their logic and their observation, they came to the conclusion, and this is it. Many are they who say of me, Many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. In other words, God is not able to deliver David from this one. 
Yes, David killed Goliath. Yes, David is, is, is a general when it comes to war, warfare. Yes, David did this, David did that. But in this particular case, God is not able to help David. We are reading this psalm for us to know that for any man or anybody to look at a child of God and then tell a child of God that there is no help for you in this God whom you have put all your trust this God, your refuge. This God, your strength. This God, your hiding place. This God, the man of war. This God, the lion of the tribe of Judah. This God, the root of David. The faithful one. The one who will not sleep nor slumber over you. The one whose hand underneath you is strong. This one who carries you on his wings. You call it the wings of the eagles. This God who says from the rock, he will bring forth honey for you. And somebody looks at you. And see, in this particular matter, God cannot help you. This is telling us it will not be the first time somebody has said of a child of God, don't put your trust in God because there's no help for you in God. That is inside this Jehovah the one who made the heavens and the earth. This same one who divided the Red Sea. This same one who crossed, flattened Jericho. He cannot help you. Pharaoh boasted. That's why he kept dragging. And that's why eventually when he saw that Passover, when he, he, he had his firstborns die, Eventually said, go, 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 go. Even after that, he still marshaled his chariots. Why? Because he remembered that Red Sea was before them. And there is no help for Israel in God. Because there is no way God can make them cross the Red Sea. It had never happened before. So that's why he pursued. He said the Red Sea will lock them in. The wilderness will lock them on this side. The Red Sea will lock them on that side. There is no help for them in God. The king that we called as Sennacherib, the king of Syria, a Syrian king, also said this of Hezekiah when he sent that letter boasting that don't even say to the people, don't even let Hezekiah the king deceive you that his God is able to help you. Look at all the people, the nations I have devastated, I have killed, I have destroyed. So just open your gate and let me enter and take you captive. Bible records that Hezekiah went to God with the letter and cried out. Spread the letter on the temple. I said, yes, this man is a powerful man. And indeed, he has defeated many nations. But the gods of those nations that he's defeated, with the gods made by man, handmade gods. But you are God in heaven, the God of Abraham, my father. So if you don't help us, 
if you don't help us, we know there is help in you for us. And God did not disappoint. God did not disappoint. See, the same way he came, the same way he's going to go back. I'll put my hook in his nose and he will know that there is help for you in me. This same God that they say could not help David, the same God that David bragged about, say when God saw it, when God saw the God was angry, say heaven moved. He said blast of smoke came from God's nostril. God flew from, I mean, he was just describing God, how God came and rescued him and took him from many waters. How many times has God spared David's life? Eventually, this same David that Saul had bragged, the army had been marshaled against. Even his son, oh, this same David, was the one they crowned twice. Became king until he was too old and he slept. And his son took his place, Solomon. So when the enemy says, oh, all this your prayer, all this your Bible reading, all this your faith will amount to nothing. It is not you. It is not about us. It is for us to point them to God. He said, Father, we know that there's help for you. There's help for us in you. Because the enemies don't know what we know. Pharaoh knew it, but it was too late. He knew that the Red Sea, when they confessed, oh, it is the God of Israel that is fighting for them. Sennacherib knew it when he ran back after besieging them. After his boost. And he had marshaled 185,000 soldiers. They besieged Samaria. And only for Israel to wake up. Judah to wake up. And all of them lay there dead. And God had released only one angel. And he ran. But what happened to him? He went to the altar of his God. There his two sons brought out their swords and struck him. And he died there. So anybody who dares a child of God, anybody who leaves the realm of the physical to go and challenge God, to say, how can you? You cannot help your people. God knows how to show up. It was the three Hebrew boys in the flame of fire who themselves said, we know that he is able to help us. But even if he does not, we don't care to answer you Nebuchadnezzar in this matter. So it's only for a child of God to confess what he knows. That God, you are able to help us. But we know that you are sovereign. So do as you please, but take the glory. It's not for an enemy to come and brag. No, heaven cannot sit still. So peradventure in this season, people have ridiculed. The scornful have ridiculed. The wicked have ridiculed. They have said, for this matter you have prayed, where is your God? For this matter you have trusted, where is your God? Yes, for this matter you have, prophecies have come, so where is it? Be still, it happened to David. Be still, it's not the first. Be still, Abraham was mocked. So you said, you changed your name from Abraham to Abraham, so where is the nation that they say, father of nation, where is it? 25 years, so where is your God? Then the Bible records, 
And God did unto Sarah as he had spoken. And he visited Sarah as he had said. And Isaac was born. He's not a man to lie. He's never a man to lie. So this is coming to tell us, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Never be tired of prophesying, prophesying and confessing hope. Don't give up. But for those who have watched and they are saying it's tiring, there's no help. So we have read in this psalm. He said, many are there who say of me, having risen against me, having increased the trouble that they bring to me, many of them who are looking and watching and they say of me, I'm reading Psalm 3 now, there is no help for him in God. How can man say there is no help for a child of God in God? God who does not sleep nor slumber. God whose eyes go to and fro to show himself strong on the behalf of his people. God who must take honor, who must show that his arm is strong. God who says be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted, yes, exalted. On your behalf, God will be exalted. The one who says, even though the mountains be moved and be cast into the sea and the seashore, or even though the earth be removed, say there is a river that makes glad the city of God. There is something that you know by the Spirit that should make you smile. That's why Penina mocked Hannah. Because she thought there is no help in Shiloh. Because she thought they would just go there and dine and she would brag and, you know, show off. He did not know that there was help in kneeling and crying to God. God helped Hannah. That same God is the God that we are talking about today. And that takes me to Lamentations chapter 3. I read verse 37. He said, who is he who speaks? And it comes to pass when the Lord has not commanded it. It's a question. So who is he who would declare a thing over your life? Who will speak and bring a command? And that command will come to pass. And it is not God who has commanded it. In other words, God is the ultimate. is the author and the finisher. Is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He has the first and the last say. He has the first and the final. In between, no man matters. So if God has spoken a thing concerning your life, that is what stands. That word will not return void. It must prosper in the things that God has sent it. If any man has declared anything contrary, as I say, if any man has declared anything contrary, this is what the Holy Spirit is telling you. And by the word in Lamentations chapter 3, that thing is null and void. Do not stand. It will not come to pass. That is why the three Hebrew boys say, I don't care. I don't mind you in this matter, Nebuchadnezzar. That's your command. It's not what God commanded us to do. So here it is saying, who is he? Point God to that person. Who? As if God does not know the person. That's why he questioned in the times of Zerubbabel. He said, who is this mountain? And the mountain at that time were enemies who rose up and said, you cannot build this temple. And don't forget that it's God who commanded them and caused them to return and touch the heart of the king Cyrus to give them everything that their grandfathers stole 
They stole from their temple. He said, return, go and build. And then they went to search. They searched out every evil, gazetted every evil, did everything to stop them. And indeed, it looked like they had, they had succeeded in stopping them. But you see, it's not God who commanded it. God commanded that the temple would be rebuilt and commanded that the, 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 the king should let the captives go to build the temple for him. And the king obeyed. And another people went to stand to say, no, we want to stop. No, anything that God has not commanded in the life of a child of a believer, a faith-filled child of God can never stand. So today, this word is for us. There is help for God. There is help for us in God. When you pray to God and you have faith, you trust God, every help is in that because he hears and he answers. Every help is in that because he hears and he answers. There is help. And what did David now go on to say? When he said all that, that the enemy is saying there is no help for him in God. So what did he go on now to say? He now went on to declare what we all should declare. Do not say what the enemy is saying. When they gather and it looks like they, have, they seem to have this sway and they seem to have overpowered and they seem to have increased in number and they seem to be bragging, oh, now there is no help for God in you. So what do you say? This is what David said. I cried. No, he said, but you, that bets. In other words, you have contradicted it. That bet, you have raised a standard against that word. That bet is not what stands. He said, bet, you, oh Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. So this, my head, will continually be lifted up. There is no power on earth, on heaven, underneath the earth that will put this head down. This head. Why? Because God is the one who lifts the head. It's not man or circumstance. It's God that lifts the head. He, the Bible says he knows how to bring the beggar from the dunghill to make him to sit with the princes of his people. He knows how to pull from the horrible from the mary clay he knows and how to set our feet on the rock and to establish our going this is god and david knew it and he continued to say i cried to the lord with my voice and he heard me when god hears you there is help when he hears you there is help we have used many stories in the bible when he hears you so don't stop the cry to God, not to man. Don't stop the prayer. Don't allow sarcasm or scorn to make you close your mouth. Because that is where help is. That's where help is. He said, I will not be afraid of the thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Arise, O Lord. This is what we should say. We should stand. We should kneel. We should run. We should all we shall shout is arise. Arise, O Lord. Arise, O Lord. Save me, O my God. That is why all these Psalms were written by David. Most of these Psalms were written by David. He never closed his mouth because he knew that there was help for him in God. Whether through praise or through prayer or through petition, supplication, any which way, thanksgiving, all, combined all, 
And we know that God arose for him. Because here he says, Yes, for you have struck all my enemies on their cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. And he now declares, what is our conclusion today? Salvation belongs to the Lord. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. So today we declare that the blessing of God is upon us. Salvation belongs to our God. It's not in that who will brag. It's not in that one who speaks when God has not spoken. It's not in that one who is just beating his or her chest to say, let us see how this will come to pass. What God has said is coming to pass in our lives. And that is the conclusion of this matter. Salvation belongs to God. And he, God, as it is written in Psalm 118, has become our salvation. Father, we worship you this morning. We exalt you, Holy Father, for you have sent this word to us. This word is our comfort. This word is our strength. This word has sustained our hope and will arise singing and worshiping and praising because you have caused praise to spring from us. There's help for us in you. There is help, absolutely. You have become our salvation. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Amen.